I was stalking hoes in the center of town. Check it out, right here. This is Show World Center, the hottest show in town. Welcome to Tales of Times Square, the tapes. I'm Josh Allen Friedman. She pronounced her name Oxana, O-X-U-Z-A-N-A, but people who read her chapter in my book, Tales of Times Square, assumed it was pronounced O-Susanna, and no doubt some of the returning masturbators at Showworld whistled the tune as they marched into her one-on-one booth. It's a grim life. As I described in episode 6, there were several types of peeps in Times Square. Oksana worked the higher-paying one-on-one booths. That's one customer, one full-length window, and 30 seconds per Susan B. Anthony dollar. Peep show girls were on the clock like cab drivers watching the meter. They're trying to pull as many dollars as they can on an eight-hour shift. A good shift brings several hundred dirty-dollar bills and tips. Some girls work double shifts. Most of them stay high to make it through. Move them on. Head them up. Make them come. Mop it up. At peak hours, Showworld is a feeding frenzy, running at fever pitch. When one customer fell out of a booth dead of a heart attack, customers and management stood around laughing. The guy died with his dick in his hand. These girls don't give interviews, and why should they? They're not proud to work there. They're just in it for the fast cash. I met Oksana at the Blarney Stone across from Showworld at 8th Avenue and 42nd Street. She wasn't anxious to talk too much. She's looking over her shoulder. She says she's a combination French and Nigerian, trying to go vegan now to keep up her health to counter those other indulgences. And she just left an area called Lee's Baby Doll Review downstairs to work the upstairs at Showworld. It's a different show. There are different pit bosses on the floors, and girls are starting to mutiny now because too many transvestites have been hired in the booths. It's 1983, and there's a creeping dread about this new plague. AIDS, and the peep show girls are afraid of their co-workers. You know, a lot of pressure's been downstairs, and up, and all over the place. The, the queens what? must be removed. There are no more than three per shift. Queens? Yeah. What are those? Uh, men made up as women with the injections. Um, what do you mean they must be removed? Is that There was a meeting. They're more afraid of the homosexuals doing it because of the AIDS care. They don't want someone coming back, you know, that what they think is someone could come back and want to shoot. There was an incident last week to where a guy had, week before last, a guy had a gun. Two. A customer? A customer. Threatened to shoot. Two threatened the boss, the manager, uh-huh. Morris. And um, a lot of pressure's been building up. You know, I've been there, it's about time I'm taking my leave. And, um, next week. Oh, wonderful. How about that? Thank you. Lovely. You like some? Yeah, and I've been delaying it. I've been screwing myself up. 
psychologically because I'm afraid of making it move. But right now I'm in a very positive situation to where I'll be able to. If nothing more, just go to Puerto Rico for two weeks. But I doubt I will return. That's not bad. I'm going to do that. But, I still but you say go to that Germany. the pro they're trying to get rid of the queens up downstairs and upstairs, and there are about Everywhere. three of them. In all the all the stories, it, it's going to be mandatory to wear no more than three is maximum. The girls want a limit of three transvestites per shift on each floor. There are about fifty booth girls rotating through the whole place. They want this new limit to apply at all of Showworld's emporiums throughout Times Square. It's a shame they don't have a union. Three will be maximum in any one place because I know it would go for the, the other places too, like. Um, show follies and no only ones connected try it see that only the ones connected no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pass on is it like mushrooms not that, that kind more mushrooms I know they're great for you though but the ones in show world they're gonna only stick to so the ones associated with show world there are benefits to working side by side with the transvestites you're being taught the art of pickpocketing? I'm watching. It takes years to learn to, to really get good at it. What are some things that you've picked up? You're working on the street. Stop the car. That's all right. You see to uh, fondle and search. And usually the guys who usually drunk. She's saying here, walk on the street, stop the car, ask for a light, proceed to fondle and search. You've got to pick a pocket or two, like Fagin and the artful dodger of 42nd Street. She might join up with the queens, the same ones that take up too many booths at Showworld. Pickpockets with big black cocks and stiletto fingernails. Understandably, she's hesitant to talk, and why shouldn't she be? There's a better scheme than pickpocketing that some of the more enterprising gals have going. Fake marriages to rich South Americans seeking U.S. citizenship. Is it going to be better for you upstairs now, or can, can you make as much money upstairs? I'm getting married in a week. Do you think I care? What do you mean you're supposed to be the next one married? Well... I don't understand. I, I really didn't know what you meant. Okay. I have a particular friend. Oksana wanted my tape recorder off when discussing these naughty activities. Of course, I didn't print any of it. And with this money I'm getting, I can just relax. Mm. I'm moving to a new building. Oh, Susanna, say it ain't so. Oksana was the only one in Times Square who told me Father Bruce Ritter of Covenant House was a pedophile years before the story broke. She said it so matter-of-factly, I couldn't just print the accusation in Tales of Times Square. Father Bruce Ritter, a Franciscan priest, founded Covenant House and Under 21 for runaways in Times Square, a supposedly safe haven with room for 250 kids a night. His staff was called Faith Community, and they behaved like a cult, glassy-eyed underlings who wouldn't let me near Ritter. Father Bruce led an outspoken campaign against Times Square pornography. He was a member of Attorney General Ed Meese's Commission on Pornography, and he always warned of a gang rounding up boys in Times Square. The gang turned out to be him when it was discovered that he kept a bitch stable of Puerto Rican boys he had lavished with fur coats 
with Covenant House donations. Father Ritter denied me an interview for Tales of Times Square. He was always out of reach, being honored by President Reagan as Times Square's good shepherd. Oksana even joined a group called Children Against Pornography. A children against pornography? I didn't even they, hear about it. Was, uh, in front of Show World? Yeah, it was, they were trying to get a little publicity. In fact, we were in the paper, small little two by four. I missed it. And um, it's a joke. He, um, well, I'm very suspicious of him because of that stuff. You know, I had a client who was a priest. So I have absolutely no respect for it. But what's in it for him? If he's making up stuff about Times Square that's getting into Reader's Digest and on the TV news, it's either what is an ego he? trip or maybe he's getting his rocks off. Getting his rocks off on the kids. I still remain in one sense Catholic, but in another sense I still wholeheartedly practice my satanic religion because it's more down to earth. And it's more... The satanic religion? Yeah, it's more... They lay the cards on the table a hell of a lot more realistically. A hell of a lot more realistically. Then the Is it called Satanism? Whichever you like to call it. Oksana lived in a tiny SRO room around the corner of 8th Avenue, but she was getting married next week and going to Puerto Rico. A brief marriage that would hopefully pay for better means after she got home, if she came home. How um, the four years you've spent at Show World has affected your own sex life? How has it changed? And, uh, I'm more into women than men, although I do still, and always will prefer tall men, hairy men. I find myself liking European men, and respecting them more than American men. European men are far, there are less of them. They spend money, period. They're here as tourists also. They spend money, that's all I care about. Are most of the, um, most of the girls that you work with also into women? A lot of them. And it, most of them is that as a result of what well, they have to see? Well, some come in. They see man, it is worst. Well, some come in like that, yeah, true. Some sad sacks practically moved into peep show booths, like a New York apartment at 25 cents per minute rent. I imagined them living in there like a bus terminal toilet stall with a toothbrush and change of boxer shorts. What's the record of somebody who's just stay in your booth and just keep putting in the dollars? 20, 50, 100? About 50, 60. 50 or 60. Which would be like two hours or something, right? No. Less than that? My book is 30 seconds <laughs> Who spends the most? If you have to break it down into a group. Japanese businessmen? Uh, Lonely men. Lonely men spend the most. But getting back to the moment, Show World has different bosses on each floor, and Oksana is involved in a dispute. The confrontation was bound to happen, it was just my turn. Only I know when to get out. Other people just sit around. I have breakdowns and fights and get fired. What did she accuse you of? Well, she'd say things like, I always want to talk to him because he's white. She says that? Quote, unquote. At this stage of the game, I will not be a... 
used or abused or taken for a ride or underestimated. When I'm there, I, I psych, I'm out there to get men and couples. And I love when couples come in. And to really hip, I talk to the female, let the man stand there and jerk off and do whatever he wants to do. Oksana told me, my biggest fear about show world are the mops. You got AIDS, herpes, gonorrhea, and SIF out there. And guys come and come and come. There's not enough detergent in the world for me. I'm terrified to get touched by a floor mop. They skeeve me out. You can't rinse them enough. I'm gonna wash that man right out of my hair. I'm gonna wash that man right out of my I introduced Oksana to a prominent magazine editor. Not from the sex magazines. He gave her gonorrhea. Andy Staten was the most cultured peep show dancer I met. 25 years old, a sweet kid. She started in the open window peeps and rose to become a billed stripper in burlesque, but was even reaching higher in show business. We're in the dressing room at the Harmony Burlesque in 1984. You've been traveling around the whole... Um... Well, I've been to Europe. I, uh, I love traveling. Um, I danced in Paris. I was modeling there when I got out of high school. I love that. They must love you. Oh, I had a ball. She's so tall and everything. From there, I went to Germany. Uh, I think that was within the last year mm -hmm. I've been there. And I had a great time there. I stayed there for like two months. I love that. And basically, I really like entertaining. I'm a jazz and tap dancer as well. You know, so I love um, dancing, really. I like to really perform. I really love the whole stage show and the whole acting part of it. Candy exercises, keeps clean, and auditions for straight roles. She's now represented by Las Vegas burlesque agent Jess Mack, who's coming up in a future episode. He could get you on the dating game or gong show, maybe even the Joe Franklin show. She'd like to work legit shows as a dancer in Las Vegas musicals. I like the glamour of it, you know. Um, I've been going on job interviews as far as uh, legit acting, and um. I had a part in a movie coming up. Pull up a chair. Okay. Had a part in a movie coming up. Coming. You did a couple of porn movies. Uh huh. One was called. Let's see, I did one called Slit Skirt. Mm -hmm. That was the first one I did. It was uh, enjoyable. I had a good time. What did you do? What did you do? I played a head nurse. It was a part of a nurse, and I had a, I had a scene through the uh, movie as being the head nurse. It was a little hard for me. I had to have everybody leave the set. You know, I wasn't comfortable having like 25 people staring at me. Oh yeah, he gets fucked. I get fucked. We all get fucked. Before playing a nurse in her first porn film, Candy actually was one of sorts. She got a degree in physical therapy and worked with handicapped kids before going into the peeps. What happened if, you're, if you have a degree in physical therapy mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you work in a Times Square? What was the transition? Was there something that... Well, see, I had a lot of things happen to me in my life. You know, I had a yeah. lot of things, you know. Um, 
You don't have to. Well, no, I'm not going to get it. No, I'm not going to get in, into it too much. Put it this way: I, a young girl, I've always been very heavy, and um, I want to be thin. And I always wanted to get in a bikini, and I—that's my ultimate goal at the age of 18. And I did. Yes, you did. And when I got, uh, when I turned 18 years old, my whole life changed. My whole life changed. So you became a little sexy and all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, it was like a different me, and like was, I became more attracted to other people, people I didn't want to be involved with. You know, so a lot of things have happened to me in my life. So I totally, I just shied away from that. You know, mm-hmm. so I went right into this. Candy stands five foot ten inches tall, or six feet in heels. She's part Irish, Comanche, and black, a stunning combination. I've been told my legs have been one of my, uh, how do you say? Well, assets, greatest okay, assets. Good. <laughs> yes. Good, yes. And do, you get, do you get hit on a lot by basketball players, professional basketball players? Well, them and everybody else, I get hit on a lot, period. Everybody. You know, everybody, really. I really do. And I was told I had long legs, so I, now I realize that's my accent to my legs, you know, as mm-hmm. heels and things I wear. It's always my legs. All in all, it's my legs, you know. But if any, like, pro, pro basketball player, you know, they don't have too many girls who they can comfortably put their arm around. Well, see, I... I don't know by the Knicks, any of the Knicks. Well, I, I knew Earl Monroe. He was, he was very nice, very nice man, you know. But, um, I have to say, he was very tempted myself, you know. I, I was tempted myself, you know. I, I get very horny sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do. Believe you. Oh, believe me, it's true. It's true. Candy started out in the peep show upstairs at Blackjack, the roughest porn joint on 42nd Street. It was opened by a mobster named Eddie Dolls in the late 60s, a sawdust floor scumatorium. Dolls was eventually shot to death, probably right there at the store. Now you work the open window booths, too. Oh, yes. It used to be almost anything went, just yep. about. And I did, I went along with that first, but I was very selective. I didn't want anybody to actually touch me down there. Like, I was one of the girls who, who would rather wear something at the bottom, like panties or something, and would tell the guys to touch only above the waist. But you don't see the face? You don't see any, all you, all you see is a hand, that's it. That's all you see. It drove me crazy, I couldn't handle it. The, from outside is viewing in, it was horrible. We they were very nasty to the customers. But the money was there, I met a lot of good people there. At Blackjack, Two scar-faced goombas behind the counter warned customers to pick up magazines with both hands so as not to bend the corners. Hurry up and make your choice. This ain't the library. Handwritten signs loomed over the store warning, The management has proven that hanging out is hazardous to your health. And the black bouncers seemed trigger-ready to pummel any white motherfucker in a three-piece suit that so much just smiled at them. I saw one bouncer shoulder a paying customer up against a wall. He said, I kicked Sugar Ray's ass, I knocked out Norton, I blinded Benitez, and I wiped the floor with Fraser. I'll mess you up so bad you'd be sorry you was born, bitch. So why was it so crowded? Well, there were hot girls by the dozen strutting in the open window peep upstairs. Any sexual contact physically possible through an open porthole was yours. New York on one dollar a minute, a Big Apple bargain. Oh, the dressing rooms were very untidy. There was nothing pleasant about it. I mean, everybody was in one room. All the girls, all the, everybody, all the janitors, the boys, everybody was there. 
And um, you must have 10 or 15 people walking in. I had constant traffic back there. You get everybody's brother, father, and mother uh, coming through there just about, it seems like. And all mostly tough guys. Yeah, so, so you don't know what's exactly going on. You know, you get hips coming through. Do they have a hit on? Oh, on? sure you do. I don't, hips over yeah, there? I don't want to be bothered. You know, I actually don't even bother. The people were nice. The workers were nice. You know, the girls were there. They were very nice women. I met a few women there, you know, that I still talk to. Mm -hmm. you no, know, I knew a few that were junkies, matter of fact. And, Passed, they died, you know, afterwards, you know, obviously, most of them do. One particular, they died? Yeah, I know two of them did, yeah. Um, both were young women, both had uh, young children as well, and they knew what was coming. After a year or two, Candy Staten got out of the peeps and was now billed as a stripper at the Harmony Burlesque. She likes the Harmony. It's a family atmosphere, at least compared to the rest of Times Square. And the management at the Harmony, like Al Cronish and Bob Anthony, actually encourage girls to go to college and work toward a straight career. Candy's dream is to open an old-time supper club or hotel when she gets out of the business completely. But you have to remember, also, the whole gimmick is to keep the money going, too. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, that's the whole thing. Of course. I, I love acting, you know, too, as well. I love to feel like... Um, I'm reciprocated, you know, more mm -hmm. or less in a way. You can't do reciprocate more than that. Well, like I said, you sure can't. You really can't. I don't know if Oxana, or Oh Susanna, as I think of her now, became a pickpocket, and I don't know what became of Candy, but I like to think that each of them married a nice gastroenterologist and moved to the Midwest, living happily ever after. Visit this podcast for photos and extras at blackcracker.fm. This is Josh Allen Friedman for Tales of Times Square, The Tapes. We'll see you next week on Old Broadway. <laughs>